The Christmas season can be magical, especially in schools. Let me tell you a story about the Christmas magic I experienced one year while I was working as a teacher. You may have this in your office, the secret Santa. Several teachers wanted to get me involved, so I said, sure. Well, it seems that the librarian rigged the name poll, so we each got the other's name. I think he was afraid that he might get a woman who would buy him hand lotion. I, I don't know. But then he suggested this. He said, hey, let's buy each other $10 worth of scratch-offs. Because that's the gift was supposed to be around $10, very small. And then the day before break, we'll scratch them off together and we'll split the winnings. So I was all for that. So the day before break, we meet in the faculty room and there was another teacher in there with us. We exchanged our scratch-off gifts and we started scratching away. And I don't know if the kids heard it, but there were definitely sounds of joy and exultation as we combined to win and then split $340. Pretty good for a $10 investment. On this episode of the Parent-Teacher Conference, we'll be talking about Christmas in the Classroom. Teachers, are your digital assignments getting lost in the black hole of a digital folder? Can I suggest a solution? FanSchool. FanSchool is a safe and social learning network where students own and share their learning. Think of FanSchool as a digital bulletin board for your students' work. Take a look. Go to fan.school today. That is fan.school. And imagine what your classroom space will look like on Fan School. Welcome to your parent teacher conference, where a 24 7 parent and full time teacher discusses issues and concerns from both points of view in an attempt to bridge the gap for the sake of kids. So relax, grab a coffee or other comfort drink. And let's talk about it. Hello and welcome to your parent-teacher conference. This is Coach Cullen, your host. This podcast looks at our students, our children, from the perspective of both a parent and a teacher. We'll bring up topics that are relevant and I've always said that this is a hobby for me, so my wife doesn't have to hear me disgusting. But the other reason I put this podcast out is, and especially on the topic we're going to talk about today, which is Christmas in the classroom, it's to allow parents to and to allow teachers to know there are other perspectives. You know, when I post a tweet or I post something on Facebook or I create a podcast episode, I'm not trying to convince anybody to change their mind. That's not the goal. I go in with the mindset that I know there are other teachers and other parents who think similarly to me. And if we only allow one viewpoint, then it seems like it's you against the whole world. So 
if I tweet something that people would deem controversial, and I think this podcast for some is going to be considered controversial and people may listen and get angry, I'm not trying to stir anger. What I'm trying to do is bring support to parents and teachers who have similar ideas, who may not have, they know, especially on this thing of, do you celebrate Christmas in the classroom, and even in a public school, that they know there are good reasons for it, but they just don't know those reasons. And if you disagree with me, I, I would ask you to continue listening, because it may strengthen why you disagree with me. You may know, oh, I never thought of that reason. How, do, how would I address that? Because that's actually a solid reason to allow the holiday celebration in the classroom. But as always, on this topic and many others that I have created episodes for, if you'd like to reach out to me with a question, thought, or concern, please feel free to email me at ptcpodcast411 at gmail.com, parentteacherconferencepodcast411 at gmail.com. And if you found this on a tweet or you saw this on Facebook, please feel free to share it out. Tell your friends about it if they're wondering what's going on with holiday celebrations this year in the classroom. Now, I am going to bring up something that happened to in our school district last year. Not the one I teach at, the one I'm a parent in. It was my daughter's last year of elementary school. And most schools do not, no longer, most public schools no longer call it a Christmas celebration or Christmas break. Even though the break, the reality is the break does center around Christmas, right? Uh, this year, you know, and typically we, we get off on the 23rd, unless the 23rd winds up on a weekend. And why is it the 23rd? So you have off on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day, and then we're off through New Year's Day. Typically, we go back the second. I think this year we're going back the third. They're giving us the Monday, the second off. So thank you, Board of Education, for that. Most schools call it a holiday celebration or holiday break or winter break, and that's fine. And, I mean... I've always come at this with, I understand, and I think parents need to understand you're sending a child to a public school, and there is a diversity of thought, diversity of cultures. Some people will not celebrate Christmas. It's not within the religious context. At the same time, though, I think we need to bring up that there are two celebrations of Christmas. You can't deny that. There is the religious aspect of the birth of Jesus, but then there's the Santa aspect that that. We have secularized, and dare I even say we have marketed. It's really about money. Black Friday is about buying Christmas gifts. Really not religious. I mean, religious tends to be thinking about your fellow man who are needy, not buying your spouse a big screen TV. Or, ask in my case, asking my spouse to buy me a big screen TV. But I have no issues with calling it holiday celebrations, because Hanukkah comes in around this time of the year, there's New Year's Eve, there's Kwanzaa, and later on I'm going to talk about bringing in other discussions of other holidays as well, even if they don't happen in that December time frame. So, back to my story from last year, we saw on the school calendar that instead of a holiday celebration, my daughter was going to celebrate winter solstice 
that was the celebration day for the school. It wasn't a holiday celebration, it was winter solstice celebration. And that was concerning to me. And here's why, see if you can hear me out. Years ago, it was a Christmas celebration. And people said, well, everybody doesn't celebrate, not everybody celebrates Christmas. Um, you know, that's not inclusive. Why don't we make it a holiday celebration? So you went from calling it in the school something specific. And in the name of inclusion, you generalized it to holiday celebration. No issues. But by calling it a winter solstice celebration, you have went from general back to specific. You're naming it something. It is not a Christmas celebration. It's not a Hanukkah celebration. It's not a Kwanzaa celebration. It is a winter solstice celebration. Now, some of you may say, what's wrong with that? You're just celebrating the change of season. Everybody goes through a change of season. And while everybody goes through a change of season, not everybody celebrates a change of season. The school district, the school district made it a specific term and one that I would believe that my community, like very few people actually celebrate. So you turn to the majority who celebrate Christmas and say, nope, can't call it a Christmas celebration, can't call it Christmas break, but now we can call it a winter solstice celebration and winter solstice break, even though very few people may actually celebrate it. Now, if you go on Edu Twitter, you will see teacher after teacher. Well, I'm going to say it. They're shaming teachers who actually decorate for the holidays, especially Christmas. I don't think the, the issue really isn't putting a Hanukkah menorah up or any decorations for Kwanzaa. Specifically, it's putting up garland, putting up string Christmas lights, it's putting up a Christmas tree. How dare you be so exclusionary to your students? And it's not, it's rarely said in a nice way. It's said as if you're doing like giving, enacting the worst punishment on your kid. If you have any decorations in your room that might imply Christmas. Bah humbug! So, I'm going to give you three reasons why it is okay to have holiday decorations up in your classroom, even Christmas trees. So here are the three reasons. One, Christmas is inclusive. I said it. And you're like... Well, not everybody celebrates it. Well, it doesn't have to be that everybody celebrates it to be inclusive. I know some of you listening have watched the Christmas movie Love Actually. And if you remember, Billy Mack, the aged rock star, gets a hit when they change the words of the Trog song to Christmas is all around. And he says it, right? I feel it in my fingers. I feel it in my toes. Christmas is all around me. And so the feeling grows. Christmas is all around. And we don't want, I never want, I personally never want my school or my, definitely my classroom 
to feel like a prison. I, for some kids, school feels like a prison already. And if you're denying the decorations and the festivities of the season in your classroom, I, there's it's like a disconnect going on. Why is Christmas all around everywhere else, but not here in school, not here in my classroom? What's wrong about it? You can't say you're inclusive and then deny probably the biggest holiday celebration that is happening in the United States every year. You're excluding a large swath of the population. Now, again, I would always say it depends on your school community, but most school communities in America Christmas is going to be a huge celebration. But what about the kid who doesn't celebrate? They're Jewish, they're Muslim, they're Hindu. First, I think it's an assumption that you're lumping that whole group into a not not just a non-practicing, but a non-supportive mindset. There are some people who, again, do not celebrate the religious aspect of Christmas, who, and they may not be Christians at all, but they love the festivity. They love the lights. They love the trees. They love the songs. And I think there you're using the unheard voices. They're not saying anything because it's really not that big of a deal. Now, there are voices that are citing, hey, this isn't our holiday. And I'm actually going to get back to the concept of our holiday at the end. So stay tuned to the end. Because I'm going to say something that's quite shocking for, I think, for most that people don't realize about the idea of it. it is our holiday. And I'll explain why at the end of the podcast. And I'm not saying that we should bring in a crash of the baby Jesus, Joseph and Mary into a public school setting. However, I think there is a benefit to bring up the fact of recognizing there's a time of season going around everywhere and what it's about. I think they're, that, that's a good thing. And for those of you who are like, but again, not everybody celebrates it. Not everybody sees it the same way you're seeing it. Well, that's, that's called living in a pluralistic society. That's what's called living in a tolerant society. How are you going to deal, or even to our students, and if you're the parent of a child like this, well, are you teaching them to stand up for what they believe? Are you teaching them, hey, yeah, other people do other, practice other things. And in America, that's, Christmas is a big deal. We don't practice it. And we're proud that we don't practice it. And here's why. Because our religion teaches us this. I mean, that really should be the goal here. It shouldn't be denying somebody else what, how they see things. It should be building upon what you believe. And to be honest... Where we can see this conflict cl clearly as well is in sexual mores. For many, the intimacy of sex and all the topics that have been brought up recently with it is a religious one. You may see it as one of human flourishing, but others see it falling under the realm of a matter of faith. Yet schools teach sex ed and they teach different topics of, se of sexuality 
that may be in conflict with what the child is learning at home. But I have never seen on Twitter teachers saying, well, because people have different views of sexuality and morality of it, mostly due to a religious persuasion, we shouldn't teach sexuality in the public schools. We should get rid of it. But you don't hear that. So why do you hear it about Christmas celebrations and not on topics of sexuality? Teachers only get upset about Christmas. So the first one is inclusive. It's inclusive for the most part of, of the majority of your students who celebrate it. It teaches kids who don't celebrate it that sometimes there are going to be things that are going on in the world around you that you are going to be in disagreement to. And at the same time, I will admit that schools need to be aware that not everybody celebrate. I'm just saying don't go to the extremes. On one end, we don't say Christmas is the only holiday we celebrate. We don't bring in um, mangers and baby Jesuses into every classroom. But then we don't go the other extreme where we strip it all away and act as if, wait, wait, what's going on in December? Huh? Cri cri what? Chris, what? No, no, we don't do that here. This is a school. I, 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 it sends the message that it's wrong. And what you're doing is denying the identity of students who celebrate Christmas. You're denying them of a part of who they are. And you're implying to them, we don't talk about it, we don't display it, because it's wrong. You're telling them, you need to hide who you really are. We're not going to be supportive. You're not going to see the things that you celebrate in this school because you're in the major majority. But that's not inclusion. Inclusion is... It's like, how, how do we get this so messed up? Inclusion means you bring out things of the minority, right? You bring out holidays that minority of people celebrate but it does but inclusion then doesn't turn around and say but we're going to exclude what the majority celebrates it, it that's not inclusion now you're excluding again you're just changing who you're excluding that brings me to the second point as a teacher what do i do with it the last week of school before the break i do a lesson on holidays i'm a history teacher and I show the Seinfeld episode, I show clips from YouTube of the Festivus episode. If you remember Festivus, it's a holiday that one of the characters, George's father, creates because he hates all the religious and commercial aspects of Christmas. And he has this aluminum pole because he finds tinsel very distracting and there's feats of strength and airing of grievances. So what we do is we watch this and we see what makes it a holiday like is this truly a holiday what features do we see in a holiday and we bring up things it's celebrated during um consistently during a certain part of the year a specific date or a specific part of the year we see how holidays have different practices to them like the aluminum pole and the feats of strength in the area of grievances people gather together there's typically a meal so 
we construct what a holiday is and what's the purpose of a holiday. The purpose of a holiday is to remember something important for that community. From there, we start talking about other holidays, and it's my students have to research a holiday. We say, you know, holidays usually fall into a couple of categories. There are religious holidays, there are patriotic holidays, and there are fun holidays. So my students will get a holiday from another, you know, it could be from another religion. It doesn't have to be anything about Christmas. It can be a patriotic holiday from another country like Bastille Day. It can be a fun holiday like New Year's Eve. And... What they have to do is they then create either a report, could be a written report or oral report, where they share with their classmates, here's my holiday. It, it, you know, they have to explain it. Is it a religious, patriotic, or fun holiday? What are the practices that are involved? What do people do? When is it? So that way they see there is something about human beings that make us want to celebrate or commemorate things every year. We find, and it's a great history lesson because that's what history is all about. Remembering our past that brought us to this moment and brought us to who we are and who we identify as. So this is a great lesson for me. And I think the kids really enjoy it and we tie it back into all the decorations around the classroom. Now, if you look at the holidays during this time of the year, let's look at Christmas and Hanukkah specifically, they deal with lights. And I, this is something we talk about. Well, why is it dealing with lights? And, and when we bring in the Hindu holiday of Diwali as well, that deals with lights. We talk about this is the darkest time of year, shortest days. I live in the Northeast. It's cold. It's getting colder and colder. You're not running around in t-shirt and shorts anymore, that's for sure. And yet human beings find it important, and diverse human beings, right? Those who practice Judaism, Christianity, and Hinduism find it important to have a holiday about light, the topic of light in the darkest time of the year. And we, you know, people bring up sad, you know, seasonal, seasonal affect, depression disorder. I might have got that wrong, where the, the lack of light depresses you. There is a, it's not even a religious thing, it's a physiological thing, a psychological issue. And that's another reason why I think we should um, decorate the classrooms. Deck the halls. Quite literally, in your school, deck the halls. The reason is we need it. As people, we need it. Looking back at history, looking at the different cultures that have come through They've realized that there needs to be a pick-me-up during this time of the year. I mean, the newness of the school year is over. You know, what started in September, the rush of, yeah, I get to see all my buddies again, and I'm going to, this is a new year, I'm going to get straight A's. The, the reality and everything has settled in. You're in school for the long haul. And we're getting into, you know, you hear the dog days of summer, now we're getting into the dog days of the school year. From this time period till spring break, where you get a rejuvenation because now it's getting warmer. You see the you know you're near the you see the light at the end of the tunnel. Trust me, the worst time of school year, and I've been saying this since for 30 years. So from like year one, when I first became a teacher, and I saw this and I saw it happening every year. The worst part of the school year is from February and February and March. 
there really isn't anything to celebrate. The only what you're looking forward so forward to is spring break, and it seemed so far away. And there's a drag, and it's hard to motivate kids during that time. And I, what I try to do there is bring up some fun projects and activities to kind of give them something, because I know they need it during a down period. But we have something like that for the first part, the beginning of this part of the school year where the reality sets in that we have a long way to go. We have something called holiday celebrations. And you know, students have told me, even teachers have said, they like the fact that I do decorate my classroom. It, it makes it festive. I've always tried to make my room festive even without the holiday season. But it's like that, doing that little extra. And I, the students appreciate it. I've had kids thank me. Oh, I'm thank you for having those decorations in here. Again, and we're not talking a crash. We're talking red and I have red and green lights shining and some lamps I have around the room. I have a, I bought this cheap Christmas tree at five below. I have Hanukkah, little Han, a Hanukkah plaque, a little Hanukkah menorah. I have a Kwanzaa nutcracker. I have a Charlie Brown Christmas tree. A, a student of mine this year and his mom gave me, because I was the Grinch for Halloween, so they gave me a dancing Grinch. I have this blow-up Ronald Reagan like bust that my brother-in-law and sister gave me for Christmas one year, and I have it in my classroom because it's historical, <laughs> I guess. Um, some kids get really weirded out by how you know by how how he looks, but what I do is I put um, a Santa hat on him. I call him Santa Reagan, and the kids are really. I mean, the kids are the ones telling me be. Like, when November started, I had kids saying, can we play Christmas music in class, Mr. Cullen? I, I, I put my foot down. No, you can't You can't do that until after Thanksgiving. So my classroom reflects the reality of the society all around them. And as I said, I use all of that to have a really, I think, great conversation about the different holidays and practices of a wide range of people groups. So Christmas is, as in the words of the song by Eric Clapton, it's it's in the way that you use it. And I think if done right, you can use all that decoration, all that excitement, and channel it into lessons, or a lesson like I do, about different cultures. Talk about bringing inclusion, diversity, you're using the energy and excitement of the lights and sounds of Christmas to talk about people who don't celebrate Christmas, who celebrate other holidays, and why do they see it as important? Are there any similarities between you two? What are the similarities? What are the differences? Make it a teachable moment. Make your classroom and the decorations a teachable moment. The last point... I am going to say why it's okay if you set up a Christmas tree or have Christmas decorations in your classroom, why it's okay in a public school in the United States. Are you ready for this? This is the one that kind of, and I, I honestly believe this truly ends the argument about, you know, I don't think anybody should tell a teacher you can't have any de Christmas decorations in the room. Christmas is one of the oldest 
federal holidays. It is a holiday that the United States has established, not just as a religious holiday, it is a federal holiday. Look it up. The four, the first four federal holidays were passed in the year 1870. And those holidays were, well, you know the first one, 4th of July. Second one, New Year's Day. Third, Thanksgiving and Christmas. And they weren't in that order. I mean, those four were put together all at once. So when you are decorating for Christmas in the United States in a public school, you are reflecting a federal holiday, something that makes us American. For some reason, and this isn't even the Founding Fathers, these are guys in the 1870s, said that the celebration is of Christmas is so important to this nation that we are going to set aside a holiday for it as a nation. I mean, it even goes, I mean, you can even look back at people who have disagreement of celebrating Thanksgiving. Well, the problem is it's a federal holiday. Are you going to deny 4th of July also? I mean, how many more holidays are you going to rip apart here that are part of America? And if you have an issue with that, you're like, wait, it shouldn't be a federal holiday. Well, start petitioning your congressman. We have First Amendment, right? Freedom of speech, redress of grievances. Go for it. But as of right now, no teacher in America should be harassed about putting some garland and string lights around their room if they also have an American flag waving. So if anybody gives you any grief about your holiday decorations this year, just ask them, hey, is Christmas no longer a federal holiday? Thank you for joining me on the Parent Teacher Conference podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard, please share this podcast with friends. They can be teachers, they can be parents, they can be somebody who's just interested in education and parenting. If you have a comment, a question, or an idea for a future topic, please feel free to reach out to me at ptcpodcast411 at gmail.com. ptcpodcast411 at gmail.com. Remember, a good teacher cares deeply for their students. The good parents love those students, their children, deeply. <laughs>